guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. Today we have Meredith Braley joining us. Meredith is a graduate of the National Holistic Institute for Massage Therapy in Los Angeles and the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. Prior to her work in holistic health, she spent 20 years as a professional Broadway and film dancer, singer, and actress. On today's episode, we discuss her career evolution and how she came to holistic health and healing through her life as a dancer. So enjoy. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, Meredith, for joining us today. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, I know that you now are professional in the wellness world. (laughs) I'm licensed. Can you tell us a little (laughs) bit about your background and your own journey and how, sort of like your individual health journey and how it became something that was important to you? Yeah. Um, I, gosh, I have such a, um, I'll try to make it brief. Uh, I started as a dancer. I've been dancing since I was, gosh, in my mom's belly, is what she said. Um, And I wasn't very healthy as a dancer. I was not, um, I was in competitive dance as well as theater and just doing so much uh, as a kid. I gave myself the shingles when I was 14, Mm. which apparently is not uh, common. (laughs) Um, and not good. Uh, I was very, very stressed out. I also didn't eat well. I was part of a competitive dance group and, you know, when we would break for dinner, we'd go eat steamed rice and a head of lettuce. That was our dinner with some water. We were weighed every week. So there was a lot of like really bad signals that were sent out as a dancer, but I just figured I'm a dancer. That's the way it is and blah, blah, blah. Cut to moving to New York uh, at 18, and I still was, like, top ramen girl, which almost every college person eats, which is, like, so bad now that I know all that's in it. Um, But I was not, you know, other than dancing, I, you know, I didn't have any sort of workout regimen. I just, that was my, that was my thing. I would stretch, Mm -hmm. and then I would eat terribly, and somehow it all sort of worked out. Um, and I began professionally, uh, dancing in New York, uh, at, at 19. So it just kind of went from there. I was doing 15 shows a week, Madison square garden, just crazy, crazy, crazy schedule. No idea how to take care of myself. I also don't come from a family that has a lot of healthy influences. They're lovely. I love them all. Um, but they, they would just eat a lot of processed foods and things like that. So cut to my first uh, really big job in New York um, I was not able to keep the weight on because I was mm-hmm. just dancing so hard it was such a hard dance role um, I was eating half a pizza every night to try to keep the weight on everyone's like you know wow you look really skinny but then I couldn't eat before so it was kind of started with food is where my my holistic or health journey 
started, I realized a couple of my friends almost died from anorexia. Mm-hmm. So that launched me into, that's not good, eating the head of lettuce and, and steamed rice or nothing. Um, and it really wasn't around, it was around two, the year 2000 when I started uh, that show that I was like, I got to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. like how to take care of myself. And it wasn't even just food. Mentally, I was yeah. in such a competitive business. Um, being a dancer is very competitive, cutthroat, and people will kick you in the face when you're auditioning, yeah. and then you're just like, okay, go on to the next one. And no one really kind of guides you on how to deal with any of that. Um, and us as artists are super sensitive on top of it all. So all that swirled together. Um, I went through a really rough time in my life. I uh, got a divorce, a divorce from friends. Like I said, I called it my exfoliating period. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of things happening, went to therapy and started my holistic journey, which I kind of always in the back of my mind, you know, when you kind of mm-hmm. always know something and you're not really sure why you know it. Mm-hmm. But I started looking into uh, holistic health when I met my now husband and became pregnant with my six-year-old, my now six-year-old. I got certified in holistic health through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. Love that school. Mm. Awesome school. But I started really looking at like what I put in my body, Mm -hmm. what's nourishing, what's nutrient-dense in terms of food. and also the, the, the amount of stress in my life. I mean, it just kind of went from there. And that was about, my God, I graduated from there in 2012. And then it's, it's sort of just, you know, snowballed from there. I've got um, a lot of really great companies that I've used in terms of like health and wellness uh, programs that I've done, detoxification programs and learning all of that. I moved to L.A., of course, which is like the mecca of, yeah. you know, wellness and and. Uh, and all of that detoxification. And then now I just graduated from the National Holistic Institute for Massage Therapy. Congratulations. And thank you. <laughs> I thought I was going to be a short version, but this is the long No, this is, this is what we want. But I, 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 uh, I just recently became a licensed massage therapist, and I'm working at a place called Organic um, Escape okay. in Hollywood that is neuromuscular therapy. So it's the connection, wow. mind-body connection, um, in terms of like your muscles and how they store emotion and all of that wow. stuff. So there's so much happening and it's so wow. exciting. And I, and I feel like it is an extension of being a dancer for so long, now being a semi-retired dancer and now taking all of that knowledge of my body and high performance and all those things and now pushing it into how do I take care of myself or how do I take care of my clients? Mm, yes. So that's kind of my that's own personal. That's pretty amazing. That's really <laughs> Isn't it interesting how like, the, sometimes, you know, life isn't linear, mm-hmm. but yeah. how all of your experience as a dancer and as a performer has now informed how you can help other people through this business, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, pretty amazing. It's kind of a unique sort of point of view to have. It really... I, I never thought... I honestly never thought that I would be... Um, good at massage therapy I didn't know you know I'm like yeah I use my muscles I'm a dancer all that stuff but kinesiology which is the study of movement I was like I don't know that I'm going to be good at this and when I started schooling it just clicked and I was like this makes sense like like you were saying it's not linear but somehow it all came together like I'm now being informed by all of that history that I had and you know, knowing people who had, you know, food disorders and then my, my own feeling when I eat fast food, like how, mm. how I can't perform, how I can't even just function as a person, yeah. uh, you know, not even a performer, right. 
but all of that is now coming into play with my um, holistic practice. So that's, that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. It's yeah. really cool, and I and I love it. I really do. It, it it's a different passion and a different art form. Yeah, and I yeah. think even you know, Allie and I talk a lot about. You know, I think especially in entertainment or as artists, there's so many labels that we attach to what we're doing or who we are. But I think to really trust your intuition and like slowing down enough to listen to yourself and being like this, you know, I can be a dancer, but I can also go back to school. And learn oh, something yeah. New. You know, I can I can change, you know, maybe that exfoliating period of letting go what isn't serving me. It's really impressive. And I think very hard for a lot of people to slow down enough or be in tune with themselves enough to listen to that part. And it definitely wasn't easy. Like I make it sound all, it's so easy, but it was not, I was, I was fighting it every, every step of the way because I identify that's a whole nother like mental part of it. If you identify yourself as a certain thing, Um, and this can go into any kind of field that you are, you identify yourself as your work Mm -hmm. and then that work now no longer is either serving you or you can do it at the level. Um, which as an athlete, you know, a lot of athletes in the world, when they hit a certain age or they have an injury, you're done done. and you, your identity is, you have to shift it. So for me, I think, um, a really good mental, um, mental wellness practice that I'm finding is just constantly learning and growing and changing and not really labeling myself by what I do and just keep like being curious about things. And that's, I was curious about massage therapy, holistic health, um, you know, neurological, um, massage therapy Mm -hmm. now. I mean, there's, there's so many things and I continue to be curious about it. So I think that that's a good thing for your brain. That's incredible. That's great. (laughs) That's really inspiring to both of us too, because we, are on similar journeys we're finding ourselves especially with this whole process and the people we've gotten to talk to and interview and learn from you, you know we the benefit of doing yeah. this podcast is we get yeah. so much cool information oh my God, yeah. and um both have found you know erica's comes from like a producing background she is a producer um commercial and film and nice. you know i'm a performer but we've discussed a lot lately yeah. about I, that we identify through what we do, yeah. not just who we are. Oh, and yeah. what we do is not who we are. It's yeah. a part of who we are. Yeah. And that's okay. But like the fear that can come up when you find your interests changing, that's yeah. been a big thing too. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That that's a sign yeah. of evolution as a, as Absolutely. a human being. And as and and I think that you know it's so cliche to say, but the only thing constant is change. And I think that after a while, you can get burnout in whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing. If you're doing something that's like high intensity, living in New York, living in LA, living in a big city where you are going, going, going for what you've always wanted, mm-hmm. and then you get that thing that yeah. you've always yeah. wanted, and you then you're it. in the middle of it, and it's like swirling around you, and you're like. I'm really exhausted. I'm excited. I'm really exhausted. I don't think that I can sustain this. Yeah. Yes. And at 25 years old, when I was starring on Broadway, and I was like, I don't know if I can sustain this. Yeah. I love it. But I know that there's... It, that was That's the thing that I always knew yeah. in the back of my mind. I'm like, I always... I, I know as an athlete, as a dancer, you have like a timeline. Yeah. But the, the sustainability of that high-intensity... Yeah. Yeah. Thing, you know, in, in terms of being at the top of my game, yes. I'm like, I know that I'm, I'm soaking it in now, 
but I know that it has to evolve into something else. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. I think it's it's the that's okay that you need to, for the, for people who are very ambitious and type A and all that stuff, they're like, but it has to be all, you know, no, it's okay to kind of pump the brakes a little bit if you need to. And so then how did you said you like, maybe not ignored the voice, but how did you eventually start listening to that calling inside of you and stop being like, no, no, no. (laughs) It it wasn't like a one moment. Like it didn't like, it was gradual. And I think it really happened with the birth of my, my two kids. Mm. I think it really like I didn't, and I fought it because I didn't want anything to change. I wanted to be the mom who was like, I'm going to have a baby and then I'm going to take the baby to set and I'm going to be, you know, like I'm going to like bounce back and all, all of those things that we're told in society happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone's journey is different. Everyone's experience of having a baby is different. And I fought it. I actually, um, I booked a TV show right after I had my first son. Mm-hmm. I was on the set of The Good Wife two months after I had my baby. And I was like, oh, wow. look at you. And I was like celebrating myself. But that's the thing in the back yeah. of my mind. I'm like, is this sustainable? Mm-hmm. And I think what really happened was, um, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't something that I asked for, but it started kind of like showing itself, mm-hmm. meaning like the business starts slowing down at a yeah. certain age when you're a woman, if you're in your late thirties, mm-hmm. the business starts slowing down, you know, yeah. and you're like, but I'm still the same person. So there's, there's that fight, but then there's also this fight of, I know I'm, I'm now changing into a mother. That's, that's what, that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm identifying myself as on top of this, on yeah. top of a holistic uh, practitioner and all of these things. And I just, it, it took me a, a bit, but I yeah. started um, meditating mm-hmm. um, more deeply than I ever have. And yeah. I kind of like dabbled in it and I would laugh at myself while I was meditating. I'm like, you're really meditating, but it was not real. Yeah. And I was like, then I slowly started taking it seriously and it started really changing um my the the calm inside of me Mm. and I think that that's you know those of us who live in big cities we have that sort of fire that made us propel us out of our small town yeah to come do something big and like that fire it's not doused it's just it's like on like a gas stove where you just kind of turn it down a little bit and you take deep breaths and you go it's okay yeah you don't have to be crazy busy yeah you don't have to have all this stress Mm -hmm. and I just feel better but it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen right. automatically. So, and to not like induce guilt or something to yourself. I think that's interesting. Like as a part of the process, like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, that's Do definitely you know going mean? to, but that's definitely going to come up. I mean, yeah, I, it's definitely going to be there. The, the guilt, the self like deprecating thoughts, like you're not good enough anymore or no one's calling you or you're not, you don't have the you're not at the top of your gang. You, you, know. you don't, you don't have the hustle. And and I think that's, I really think it's societal because yeah. if I talk to some friends who are, you know, European or some friends who are just in a different mindset, yeah. it's like, it's the American way. Like you have to be busy. You have to be on top of it. Yeah. You have to have a huge house. You have to have this, you have to have that. And all those things are so put on us. Yeah. And then you feel like a failure if you're not doing all of everything at this, like all at, at once. Yeah. Like yeah. you're a mom, you're a this, you're a that all yeah. together. And your body I find um, your body's going to definitely catch up with you or tell you, no, 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 this isn't yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, as a holistic pra- practitioner, the, one of the biggest things I've come across is the stress that is mm-hmm. self either put on ourselves or put on from work or put on yeah. from expectations or any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. 
that is the biggest um, thing that I think that uh, affects people's health. Absolutely. We were talking about that recently, just in light of some of our own family stuff. It's just like stress. Or even I think we saw there was a little Instagram post or something, but it's like you can drink the green juice, you can drink the alkaline water, Mm -hmm. you can like exercise every day, but like if you don't manage the stress, like you're not healthy. No. Mm -mm. And that's, that's part of why we look at this and what we're doing here as a holistic wellness thing. Like wellness is not one thing. It's many things And to explore the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical is important because it all goes together. Yeah. And we tend to compartmentalize them, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, but it's it's not one thing. Yeah. There's actually a a condition that is, um, called orthorexia, Mm -hmm. which is where you're obsessed with healthy food. So there's anorexia, which is what most people know, which is where you're, you know, you will not eat and you have a body dysmorphic disorder and all those things. But orthorexia is literally the obsession with food. Yeah. So like you ask someone how they're doing, they're like, well, today I had a salad with kale and this, and they're like measuring their food and it's, it's very obsessive. And mm-hmm. that actually, in going to your Instagram posts that you found, yeah. it's that on top of like, I'm perfect. It's the perfectionism part of it yeah, and not allowing yourself to be human and not allowing yourself to have that, that mind wellness because mm-hmm. you can be doing all the right stuff. Yeah. Eating, exercise, stretching, right. blah, 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 all that stuff. But you're not in your mind. You're not um, giving yourself a break. You're not. Be- mm-hmm. You're not. You're not breathing into your mistakes and mm-hmm. all those things. So that's a big one. And I find that it's bigger than than the tangible stuff mm-hmm. because when we're alone at home, like looking ourselves in the mirror, like that's the stuff that we don't really know like how to how to wrangle some people, or they don't want to admit it. They'd yeah. rather say like, "Oh, I'm on a." this diet or that diet, or I'm doing spinning or I'm doing yoga or I'm doing whatever, but it's the mental part of it that people, there's some sort of shame around it. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's the part that if it's a missing piece of the puzzle, it's the most, um, important. It's the foundation of your wellness really. Yeah. That makes sense. It's interesting. You talk about sustainability from a high performance job point of view that's Uh something that I've really been um, (laughs) (laughs) I just like examining post you know 15 months in Tokyo 15 shows a week and and I had to even when I came back allow myself to maybe not move in the way that I was moving that meant that much for that long did you get sick after you came back or once you were done with that schedule, because that sometimes happens when you like. I went to Thailand for a week. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Thailand for to a yoga place for a week with oh, my cousin. Oh, that's awesome! And I was like, no, I'm taking myself on vacation. That's smart. And I slept, and I swam in the ocean, nice. and I did yoga, and I treated myself to massages. Nice. And it was the best. That sounds incredible. Thing. And it was that's- only about like. Five or six days. That sounds incredible. Honestly, I almost didn't do it because I was like, no, 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 I have to get back and I'm going to miss this and I'm going to miss this. And I was like, I've been gone for a year and a half. Like, I've missed everything that, like, I'm going to miss. Like, to take, to carve that time out to just give myself that, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. I had never treated myself to my own vacation. And 
I, so I didn't get sick. I wound up traveling a bunch when I came back. Like I wound up traveling to the East Coast and I did after all that get a little. Well, you took some time off too. You but took I some took time some time off. Yeah. But don't you find like that's, that it's such a, a common thing that people like say what you just said, which is. I've never done that before. Like mm-hmm. I've never taken a vacation and it's strange. That's why I go back to my, my European friends who are like, um, that's like, we, we take months off every year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's not, and like for yeah. us, it's like, we have to, it's not that we're apologizing for it. It's that it's like a phenomenon mm-hmm. that we actually did it. And it's, uh, that's something I wish that our culture would change that, yeah. we, that we don't have to be doing so much. We don't have to be like, accomplishing so many things all at the same time until you burn yourself out. Right. That's why I was saying when I, when I got done doing the 15 shows a week, I I would always get sick every year. I did three years of Madison square garden. And I, I literally every single year I would just like get horribly sick because I just, you hold it all in and then then you you don't, and you're like, I still have to go. I got to work. I got to work. I got to, I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. That's the sustainability part. And I kept having, it's so interesting that you say that because I kept having that thought time and again through this schedule. Mm -hmm. And as much as I sort of loved like that physical challenge of like pushing it again. Yeah. Or the vocal challenge of pushing it again, which is like 15 shows a week is way too many to be singing. Totally. But um, it's just, it's like, there's that voice in you that says, I don't think the human body is meant to do this all the time <laughs> indefinitely. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so true. It's not, it's so true. Not just as a performer. And when I watch like, you know, football season started yeah. again and I watch them just like car accident after car accident, but all, like <laughs> slamming yeah. into each other. I'm a 49er fan. And so our quarterback just like, you know, tore their ACL. And I'm just like, that's the mental part of it alone. Like, but also like, your your body I feel like your body's not meant to do that all right. the time like you can't sustain that yeah and it's okay yeah. and that's where I feel like those of us that are high performance or, or even just if you are like mm-hmm. mentally you want to yeah. stay at the top of your game it's it's that you you're told or you societally like we're told that that's where you're supposed to stay yeah like for a while then you just chill there <laughs> but that's not and we were no. saying like you were saying taking time off like I had to be okay with like hey I'm not gonna do like an intense exercise routine for the next month or two and then I get back into it and then we started doing base camp together which we love mm-hmm. but like even after I moved recently I like my lower back was killing me and I just had to say like Allie it's okay to call out for two weeks yeah. because you're going to heal your lower back yeah. before, before you do. Do you want me to work on your lower back? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I have some training in it now. Um, but you know, no, but just it's like that giving my, yourself yeah. permission that like you don't have to do it all the time and like taking a break doesn't mean forever. Uh, absolutely. And it's that mind body connection. It's yeah. like, you know, like, like in your personal yeah. journey talking about like the mind body connection between like taking care of your body yeah. and then the side effect of that is losing weight or Absolutely. having less stress or whatever. Yeah. It's that's, that's the focus. And that's like the little voice that you have to listen to, which is like your gut, your intuition or whatever it is, your root chakra. Yeah. If you're in, yeah. I, when we did Eastern modalities, it was so fascinating so cool. to like find all of that, all of that being connected yeah. to your instinctual um, guide about yourself. And yeah. so about your wellness like most people in my holistic health practice, the one question I would ask my clients 
are like one of the first questions, I call it a high level question. Like, what do you know that you should be doing that you're not doing? Mm. And everyone literally, oh, I know I should be doing this. I know I should. And almost all of it is stuff that I would have said, that's absolutely what you should be doing. Drink Mm -hmm. more water, you know, get more sleep, all these things. And if people trust their own instincts and not mute them out, then they have the answers. Like, I know I need to get more sleep. Like people who are like, I can only survive. I, I, I can survive on five hours of sleep. It's amazing. No, not really. Yeah. You're not supposed to. Right. <laughs> like your body, like I can see in your body or I can see in the, like, you know, your spirit or whatever that you're not, you don't have enough sleep. But for some yeah. reason we wear it as like this badge of honor. Like I'm so busy. And right. I, have no, I, I can survive on this much sleep or I can do all these things. But and, you don't get an award for that. You just, you get, you get disease. You get yeah. dis like in, in our Eastern modalities, uh, in Eastern, it's dis-ease of the body. Mm-hmm. So it's your body's not in ease. It's not in balance. It's not um, holistic. You yeah. know, holistic spelled, you know, W-H-O-L-E, like yeah. holistic. Whole. And in Western, it's like you have symptoms that you then give a pill or you mm-hmm. cut it out. And if, if you can sort of marry the two of those things yeah. where you're paying attention to all the little signs that your body's giving you, because if your body's giving you a sign like, you're really tired. It's going to give you a little poke like on your shoulder, like, okay, yeah, pay attention, yeah. pay attention. And then if you don't, it's going to be a shove and then it's going to be a brick against your head. And then it's going to be, you're lying on your bed, like sick because yeah. your body's like, you didn't listen to me when I gave you the little tiny, yeah. you know, words clues. of like clues. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So we, part of what bonded me and Erica was, our sort of individual journeys with nutrition and just mm-hmm. getting like nerding out about different blood <laughs> sugar, blood sugar and, and, and reading similar things. And, um, that's been a growing passion of mine for a while and yeah. hers as well. Yeah. And, uh, and functional medicine, which is basically what you're describing, which mm-hmm. is the marriage of like, if you keep the body in function, yeah, it knows what to do. It prevents a lot of the disease. You can facilitate. <laughs> I know it's coming. I was like, don't sneeze. Okay. Listen this to your body. Let this it out. Is you <laughs> no, um, if you can keep your body in, uh, in balance or yeah. in like, even in like a nutritional pH balance, you know, you've, you, you talked about alkaline water or mm-hmm. there's alkaline broth that you mm-hmm. can do from vegetables and you can do like a bunch of different stuff that keeps your body in an alkaline state, which disease cannot live in an alkaline state. So you can do that. Um, of course, there are things that that contribute to it being out of an alkaline state, like stress and mm. things like that, which you can't really do dietary wise. But um, if you can start there yeah. and you can, you know, help facilitate healing in your body because your body knows what to do. That's the thing. It's just that we get in the way a lot of times with like processed foods and soda and sugar and on like you were talking about blood sugar spikes and all of those things. Um, I mean, type uh, type two diabetes is one of the biggest killers and it's something that is completely reversible. Yeah. Um, Type one, which is Mm -hmm. the, you know, the one that's not reversible, but uh, type two is more, it's more dietary and weight related Absolutely. and it's things that you can educate yourself and, and I'm educating people on, uh, all the time in terms of your, your sugar levels. You know, yeah. you guys were talking about that before about, um, sugar is just everywhere and mm-hmm. in everything mm-hmm. and it can, 
affect so many systems of your body, just that one element alone in your diet. So I love geeking out about like yeah. <laughs> everything diet related. I didn't know that you went to IIN. I did. That's, <laughs> That's so, so cool. interesting. Yeah. We've been, yeah, we've been looking, exploring different sort of we're both programs. feeling the call in our heart. The call to do higher education, maybe. Yeah. And I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Um, I've explored certain master's programs. She's really interested I'm really in interested in IIN. I really love IIN. I think it's a really great introduction to, you know, you're, you don't come out of it a nutritionist, but you are um, a holistic health coach. So, you're, so you learn a lot of different, uh, you dabble in a lot of things like Ayurvedic wellness so I'm not an Ayurvedic wellness practitioner, but I've I've had training on that. And so I know um, going, like if I was to go farther with that education or mm. energy healing or um, things that work, work synergistically with massage therapy, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is so great. And I think it's awesome. Incredible. And IAN is an incredible, incredible school to teach you the whole um <laughs> the circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so thing. fascinated too with the microbiome and the gut. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what like, I just, it fascinates me how unexplored our oh. gut is. And it's the center of everything. Our immune system, mm-hmm. our serotonin, like everything. Lives, Emotions. Our, everything lives yeah. in our gut, yeah. but it's so not studied. Yeah. And antibiotics actually kill. I think um, we had... Uh, this woman, uh, Lauren Moness, on our podcast, um, she creates from fermented foods. Yeah. And she healed her Crohn's disease with fermented foods. And she said, yep. and and she tried, like, like, I don't know if you've ever had her. She sells, it's her, she's a fermenting fairy. She sells in a lot of LA. No, I've never had. But kombucha and digestive enzymes and all of those things that help with your gut health is so important. And it just, it's really something that I want to learn more about. Yeah. Because. I've had so many digestive problems in my life, mm-hmm. and I have not had as many as I've started exploring yeah. how to actually take care and nurture. Yeah, it's microbiome. amazing that it's not it's not studied and not more. talked about. I had yeah. no idea that we have like six pounds of bacteria living in our our yeah. gut. It's yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and antibiotics do yeah, have a, they can be really detrimental if you, if you go them, towards it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, if you really need it, you should absolutely take it. Absolutely. But most of the time doctors are giving you antibiotics because they don't actually know what you have. Right. And they think it'll help. In case and so it's, an it's the, it's, it's the Western Eastern, um, you know, like if, if you yeah. get a fever in, in, in Eastern modality, they would, they, they say to like, let you have like the fever should break, but yeah. it's, it's that you want the fever to then help get rid of what's happening in your yeah. body. It's a facilitator. Yeah. It's not something that you should douse immediately, but in the Western side of it, oh, you know, you have to get this fever to go away, but it's like the fever is helping. So there's that, just that element in I terms mean, of absolutely. marrying it. You don't want it to be too high, obviously, but you want it to be, you know, you do you, its job. You want your body to do its job. Yeah. Well, you want I, your immune system to be strong and be able to work instead of having a pill absolutely. come in and do everything. I mean, I was the poster child for like, you have a cough and you get prescribed something for it yeah. for my honestly, probably until this year where I was like, no, my body knows what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Let's like wait on this sore throat for a few days. Let's have some nourishing bone broth. Let's have some tea. Let's have some like good quality honey and let's see if you feel better. And actually almost every single time 
I have. I've, yeah. And I've never, I know that's crazy, but I grew up in like a very... Well, we're 80s babies. 80s babies. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still... With it's more life. common than not to have, you know, oh, I'm, I'm getting sick. I mean, I, I I find myself doing it with my kids because I'm like, I'm seeing them... And you're a mama. Hurt. I'm yeah, sure. and you see them hurt and you're like, I just want to take it away. But like, you know, a lot of times, and I have a really good pediatrician here who is saying, you know, put a cold compress on their head and just let them sleep. It's so and, important and to have a good doctor. Because what happens is your body, if you if your body's immune system isn't used, if it's constantly being being facilitated some other way, like with yeah. a pill or antibiotic or something like that, it's it's going to stop work functioning at its level that it's yeah, supposed absolutely. to be. That's just right. my training, and I'm sure any doctor that's listening is like, well, it's that and more. But yeah. it's but it's it's. And, and doing things like having bone broth, having garlic and onion, mm-hmm. having chicken soup. I mean, even yeah. going back to like way yeah. back the, to yeah. like the chicken soup days. I feel like it's your, it's going back to that like little nudge that your body's giving you. Like if you're sick, you need to take the time yeah. to mm-hmm. let your body be sick and go through and get out whatever it needs to get yeah, and out. Yeah, work for you. And not just mute it and try to so go to work. So you can go and, back to work the next so day. So you can, exactly. yeah, because, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a vicious cycle. But again, it's something that we're taught, like, oh, just take a pill and go take Absolutely. care of it. And I can't imagine, I'm just thinking about this as you're talking, how much scarier it would be to have a child who's sick. Because yeah. when it's you, you can hear your body. You can mm-hmm. know, be like, you know, I think I have a couple more days where I can handle this. Yeah. Like, Ooh, this feels like maybe I should go to the doctor. But, but when your baby is in pain, you don't, I'm sure it's a lot scarier to be like, well, because they can't communicate. They oh, can't. This is yeah. just like a scratchy throat. It or, depends on the, obviously it depends on the, the age that they are. But even yeah. when they can talk, they're like, you know, mommy, mommy, I hurt. And this, this is just like regular colds, fevers, things yeah, like that. Like when, when you have a kid that's, or anybody who's like really severely in pain or has, a, has, has something going on with their body. Like that's when I'm like. You go to yeah, the doctor, absolutely. you go and, and, and that's when Western medicine is incredible. Yeah. Uh, when I'm, when I'm talking about like colds or, 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 or letting the fever break and things like that, this is like a mild situation, yeah. not like, Oh, just let the person, you know, but we do over, we do over medicate sort of all situations yeah. like, from a Western medicine. Perspective. We do. Yeah. And that's why I've become so fascinated by functional medicine and like the pioneers, Western medicine doctors pioneering that field. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know, Dr. Mark Hyman, I basically reference him once a podcast. <laughs> you should start, he should start paying you. He should. <laughs> um, he's, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> he, um, he has a wonderful podcast called The Doctor's Pharmacy, which I also reference all of our podcasts. But it's um, it's like F A R M Farm, like because he's mm-hmm. all about nutrition, and it's and he works through um, I think it's Cleveland Clinic Clinic, which mm-hmm. yeah, and um, just like the more I dive into what some of these Western medicine docs are doing, mm-hmm. they're like totally changing. Like he was a cardiologist. And totally changing his perspective. Yeah. And like, we can treat a huge portion of chronic illness oh, yeah. with diet. Yeah. We can treat it with yeah. diet. You know, it can be caused from diet, but like food can be our best source of medicine yeah. too. Because when our when we can align our bodies, like you said, to function and do what they're meant to do, mm-hmm. they know how to take care of a lot of stuff. Yeah. We just have to fuel them that way. Yeah. And, um... It's why, like, uh, you know, um, going back to, like, eating top ramen. (laughs) 
and I say this because like, you know, it's, it's, it's cheap. And, and I know that a lot of people, if you don't have money, like you're going to yeah. go eat fast food, you're going to yeah. go eat. But the reason why you feel so bad after you eat that stuff is because it's not nutrient dense and right. your body's still hungry. So if your body's hungry, like a couple hours after you're eating something that has no nutrients, yeah. and th- this is not even just fast food. It's just like, you know, anything in the marketplace that's like, yeah. You know, just like quick energy, which is a lot of sugar. Sure. It's quick, and yeah. and and then you feel like, why am I still hungry, or why am I overeating? It's because when you switch to nutrient dense food that then tastes good and is not that expensive if you actually know how to put it together. Yeah, no, um, it. then your body's like, thank you, like you know, it starts to yeah. go. Oh, this is what it feels like. Yeah. You know, this is what it feels like to be whole and feel you know, and, and all of those things. And in in terms of a doctor. Um, at IIN, when I went to school there, they, there was a, a doctor head of Harvard medicine mm-hmm. who said, you know, doctors are not taught nutrition. No, no, they're not. And I was like, wait, what? My mind was blown. No, I was not. like, what are you talking about? They're not taught nutrition. They're not. If they are a doctor that has nutritional education on top of it, that was something they did on their own. But in Harvard school of medicine, they're not taught. It blows my mind. All of that. They're not taught it. And it's, it's just, amazing. It almost, it makes me so upset because that's why people are, you know, of course, like I'm not against, like I said, I've, I've probably been on multiple antibiotics a year, yeah. every year until I started life-saving. exploring. Totally. And I didn't need them, but, <laughs> but you know, it was just like scratchy throat. I'm getting on a plane, put me on an antibiotic. So, yeah. cause I didn't trust because my immune system was so shot. Yeah. I knew it was going to get worse, you know? Um, but I think it really, it really blows my mind that they're, that doctors are not taught nutrition unless they seek it out themselves. Nurses as well, because we're eating three to six times a day, maybe more. How is that not affecting our overall health? You know, how is what, of course you, because it's clear when, you know, someone who is, you know, maybe morbidly obese comes into the doctor and they're over 300 pounds. You're like, okay, what are you eating? Mm -hmm. But actually there's a lot of people who are very skinny and very unhealthy. Oh, absolutely. I don't think when they come in and get checked, the doctors are like, what are you eating? Because they're not in that category of you're pre-diabetic or you're diabetic. Let's focus on what are you eating? What is your health? And it's not always a visual thing. Like my grandfather, he's 111 pounds. He can't keep weight on. And he's been diabetic for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. He's had quadruple bypass surgery at 85 years old a few years back. And my grandma, it was super interesting. This is what kind of clued me into the fact as I was becoming more interested in this stuff and it was prior to my own journey with my cancer surgeries but that I was like this like metabolic stuff this sugar stuff this diabetes and all the forms of like you know insulin intolerance has to do with the heart disease in our country Mm -hmm. because I've had two grandparents go through quadruple bypass in -hmm. in their 80s which is pretty old to to choose to do that but everybody both of them and then everybody in their sort of like the ICU after the fact yeah we're diabetic everybody who's getting open heart surgery is is diabetic and what they do the like RDs the registered dietitians who work in the hospital for the diabetics when they bring in their food, you know, my grandpa was there for weeks and weeks because then they go to rehab facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They bring in, oh, because you have diabetes, I'm going to give you a half a slice of apple pie instead of a whole slice of apple pie. And it's like, it it actually makes my blood boil. One of my family members actually um, just had recently had surgery, and they pres- prescribed Jello and mm-hmm. like you know pudding and things. And this is this is just you know you have to eat soft foods and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, so why is it, why are you just giving someone pure sugar and and food already, coloring and, and your body sick. is yeah and they're already sick and they're trying to, to their body's trying to get back and you need to be giving them something that's nutrient dense and I'm I'm sitting there going this is what the hospital is gave them yeah and it's, it's so frustrating it's very frustrating and I think you know I keep hearing and I've heard my whole life it's everything in moderation right it's mm-hmm. everything in moderation but I think I don't know if I I do think, yes, everything in moderation can keep your weight. I just feel like we're so focused on weight because everything I hear is about, like, if you have healthy weight, then, right, you won't be diabetic. Right. Then you won't. But that's not necessarily true. But it's bio-individual, and this is, is what IIN teaches. It's not, it's not, you can't ever say, like, a blanket yeah, statement, like, it's everything in moderation because, because if yeah. this person that's in front of you that, you know, is wanting to do everything in moderation is not healthy, you have to <laughs> say, okay, no, you can't yet. But yeah, maybe exactly. when your body is in, you know, a state of being healthy, then you can do like an 80-20 diet. Right. You can do 80% healthy and then 20%, you know, uh, whatever whatever apple you want. Pie. Yeah, apple pie, yeah. of course. Like, But not when you're recovering from heart surgery yes. and also diabetic. Yes, and not when you're, yeah, and not when whatever, whatever issue, you know, there's a lot of people that are sick out there, like a lot of people, and, and, and the problem is, is that there's so much information that is, like, not, incorrect. it's not, Well, it's yeah. from, like, right. big money and food lobbyists. Yeah. And, yeah. We could go down Pharmacology. But I think that's why, you know, people like you who are holistic nutritionists and who mm-hmm. are working with the body, it's very important because you're lifelines for so many people mm-hmm. who have just been told, you know, like, the FDA-approved food pyramid is the right way to eat and you know there's actually so much more to that and it isn't one size fits all if you have great genetics and you're really lucky you can probably do whatever you want to do but that's just not the majority of people (laughs) no and you know and 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 genetics and that's that brings up a good subject because like genetics in terms of like you know um oh, everyone in my family has, you know, X, Y, Z, so I'm going to get it. Well, that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Um, And it's super frustrating as a health educator and and even a massage therapist, like people saying like, oh, well, I'm, you know, my my mom has like a, you know, like a a kyphotic curve on on her back, so I'm going to get one. And it's like, no, you're not. You can actually work against that, work your muscles in a different way, strengthen your muscles that, you know, can counteract something that might be happening yeah. or, you know there's always something you can do which is the which is the holistic part of it yeah. and I think you know holistic is like such a trendy word now but like really it really all it means is digging deep and finding out what the root cause is of yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it is that's ailing you mm-hmm. and you shouldn't wake up every morning just because you happen to be over a certain age and be like, oh my god, my whole body hurts. That's not normal. Like it's yeah. not supposed to be yeah. that way. Or just because you have two kids, like, oh, I'm I have to be overweight now, or I have to, or I'm over forty, or I'm over whatever, whatever right. like the label is yeah. that that makes me a little insane when people are like, <laughs> I because I'm this age, this yeah. is what's 
happening to my body. But yeah. there's always a solution if you search for it. Yeah. How do you, so if you are taking on a new client, um, do you find that clients come to you generally speaking with like some sort of illness or, or something that's like sort of off that they want to fix? Or is it usually like a weight loss journey or is it sort of different per person? It's different per person. 90% of my clients that I've gotten is they want to lose weight. Okay. So what usually I do is I start with an easy subject to talk about, which is food. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll go from there in terms of doing a, um, a health history with them. I always do a 50 minute consultation with them over the phone or in person, depending on where they are in the country. Um, and what I basically do is just ask, what do they eat? What did they used to eat as, as a kid? And, you know, we kind of go through food because, like I said, it's an easy introduction. But what happens with that, which is interesting, is that once you start talking about food, then that has a food has such a connection in terms of comfort food or in yeah, terms yeah. of emotion, of emotion yeah. all of that. So oh, I was yeah. saying, like, most people emotionally eat. So then that brings up any sort of emotion connected to that or something that might be stored in their body mm -hmm. emotionally that mm -hmm. they need to release. And now having massage therapy on top of that, a lot of people um, don't really understand massage therapy or they don't really understand, like they think massage is like, oh, I'm just going to go and get a relaxing massage because I'm, you know, it's like a spa thing or whatever. Mm. But it really is something, your muscles hold emotion. And if you've had any sort of trauma in your life, and it can be something like, you know, a car accident, which mm -hmm. is a severe trauma, or it can be something like a divorce, which is, you know, not something that is like a trauma to the body, people think, but it absolutely is because you, what, what's going through your body is being held on somewhere. Yeah. And so what I like to do in conjunction with talking about food is, is if they haven't had a massage, then give them a massage, have them go through what it, what that feels like soft tissue manipulation in terms of like we hold a lot of tension in our shoulders mm. lower backs um look at their posture and see where they're holding tension and what happens with that is then it starts to release emotion and then you get to the deep stuff and that's when you start to really by that that time you really start to get to know each other and you have a trust amongst each other mm -hmm. and when the emotion starts coming out then you start finding the mental part of it, which I'm not a psychologist. And if anyone is in a position where they're feeling like they need to go talk to one, I refer them out. Uh -huh. I always say when in doubt, refer out because it's not my <laughs> scope of practice. But if somebody's finding emotion that they haven't dealt with or finding something that's that's been stored in their body and they start dealing with that, it's amazing to see the transformation mm -hmm. of the person. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily weight or anything it's like it's like you can see somebody who is healthy you can see it in their face their yeah. body their voice like their chakras align Absolutely. all of that stuff you can feel their energy when they enter a room yeah and it's so that's that I think is the most satisfying part about it but I always start with food because that's the the easy way in yeah it is yeah. it's so true because weight is so it's so emotional mm -hmm. like especially if you have like, you know, for me, I lost 40 pounds, which yeah. is a significant amount. My Absolutely. whole family has um, weight issues. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, my brother lost 100 pounds. Wow. And my yeah. parents may, you know, but my weight is a theme in my family. And it's so emotional. Mm -hmm. It's so, you know, that's why, you know, when people, it would be so easy just to, like, go on a diet or exercise. That's so simple. But it's so much deeper than just the food we're eating or yeah. the exercise or not because I know people who struggle with their weight and they exercise and they eat well but it's like 
if you're not dealing with the emotions, yeah. It's not going to stay off or come off easily. I had a client once who who we started getting into the emotional part of it, mm-hmm. and she said, "I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore." Mm-hmm. And it was very, very abrupt. And I, when that happens, um, I'm trained to just listen, mm-hmm. and I did. And I and I said, "This isn't completely up to you. Mm-hmm. We can stop whenever you want, and you can restart whenever you want. It's completely up to you. It's your journey. Yeah. Yeah. There is no timeline." It takes longer for some and shorter for some, and that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you failed or anything. So you let me know when you want to come back. Mm-hmm. If you do, and if you don't, then that's okay. Yeah. And we stopped treatment, and it was really hard for me because I was so invested in yeah. her, and I was like, she's just getting to it, but she wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Cut to six months later, she told me how just that uh, just that um, ability to fail I guess mm-hmm. is what, like the ability yeah. to let go and not it it actually stopped her from being so such a self-sabotager which is what she normally would do mm-hmm. is she would she would when it got to the deep yeah. emotional parts she would go no you're not this you're not that and she'd go eat and it would mm-hmm. just start the cycle again yeah and what happened was she came back and really started dealing with what the root the holistic yeah. reason why she would go to food why yeah. she would eat why that was her comfort and it's hard because we have to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why food is such a big Absolutely. issue with, with our wellness is because it's not like you can abstain from no. eating. You have to no. eat. So we need to fuel our body. Yeah. And there's temptations everywhere. We're in a society where it's like quick, quick this, quick that. And um, and then if you, if you have something that's a comfort food that is not necessarily good for yeah. you and it reminds you of something that's very painful or, or like yeah. your mother or maybe you lost your mother or whatever's happening, like all of those things, it's easier to eat and deal with it than, than get deeper into what the Absolutely. root of it is. And so people don't like to be uncomfortable, which is why she told me later, <laughs> I, 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 did, I wasn't ready. Well, it is, I didn't want yeah. to do it. It's definitely the hardest thing. Yeah. In in every sphere, you know, some people have it with food or alcohol or shopping or relationships or, you know, yeah. it's, it's just dealing with your emotions. It's, it's very difficult. And I don't think we're trained in society to deal with them. We're just trained to, you know, buy something to cover it yeah. or eat something to cover it just or whatever. Like get through. Yeah. yeah. That's why I go back to like time. the yeah. thing that is the most shameful. Yeah is mental health or is is dealing with whatever's going on with you mentally. It's something that we feel like we're failing if we talk about it or if we express that we're having that issue. Oh, absolutely. That's why I talk. I'm so open. I started therapy maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. I started therapy a year and a half ago and it changed. It has changed my life. I talk to everyone I can about it because... I certainly, I mean, I grew up in LA, so basically everyone I know has been in therapy since your children. <laughs> but, um, but, but even with myself, I was like, oh, I have, I'm, I'm a Buddhist. I, I have all these different practices. I have great friends. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. But actually talking to a professional and finding the right professional, it took me, she was the third or fourth person I mm-hmm. saw because I did not connect. Yeah. And that's important. Birth. That's also really important. And no one told me that either. Yeah. I wish. So now I tell everyone, I was like, you have to interview them. You have to find your fit. Yeah. So I found somebody who like, she's a Zen Buddhist. So she understands my Buddhist philosophy. And yes. she just, she gets me and she helps me through. And, and I am a different person a year and a half later. Yeah. And 
my whole life is different, actually. I am a completely different person. And, of course, I've, I've done a lot of that work. And my yeah. therapist always tells me, she's like, therapy is working for you because you're working it. You know, like, I take what right. she tells me. I internalize it. I chant about it. I reflect on it. But um, but I think I'm, like, I'm the biggest proponent because mental love health yeah. is so important because even post weight loss I still have terrible body dysmorphia I still emotionally eat from time to time and it's changed as I continue to explore but it's great to talk to a professional for an hour a week I love it (laughs) yeah we talk we we talked at the National Holistic Institute a lot about um being in a state of homeostasis Mm -hmm. and how that is the body's alignment and you talk about being you know your plumb line in terms Mm -hmm. of your posture like anyone who's like alkaline um perfect and and their plumb line their their (laughs) posture is perfect and they and they're in homeostasis and the truth is is that nobody is like that's the one thing we all strive for it but nobody is everyone's sort of kind of bending in and out of this place even if you are healthy Mm -hmm. and especially in the mental health part of it like i i have benefited so much Mm -hmm. from therapy and meditation and um, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't, I'm not like a Zen Buddhist, but I love yeah. that's, that's like, if I was, a re, if I was a religion, that's what I would be, yeah. I guess, because I'm in such an, an alignment with what they yeah. believe and like what, what they promote in terms of all of those, those yeah, things I've talked about this whole time. Um, I really, it, so it's, it's the, and also I'm, I'm a perfectionist. It's mm-hmm. like coming from the dance world. I yeah. started in classical ballet which is all about that. And you're yeah. trained to do that. And it's like, I have a friend who is a former Olympian and it's and to look at those types of people and anyone, and you know, and you're, you're in society and you see these filtered pictures of people yeah. and you yeah. see these, you know, this is how everyone looks and you're seeing like, you're seeing snapshots of their life and everyone's fabulous on Facebook and all of that stuff. And it's not real. And you're, right. those people are bending, even if they're happy, you're bending in and out of that homeostasis and that's supposed to be how it is. Yeah. 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 You're not a filtered version of yourself. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So do you have any recommendations from your own, like where you are currently in your own either wellness practices or with your clients um, of books, of reading, of any like podcasts that are inspirational, anything culturally oh that's inspirational to you at this moment? Or that has helped you through your journey. If there's something that you can look back on that really inspired you. Oh my gosh, John um, John Kabat-Zinn. What is the name of that book? Wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great book. Anything Brene Brown, I mm-hmm. love her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, gosh, I mean, oh, you know that I love Arbon in terms mm-hmm. of their yeah. their thirty day healthy living. I've done that uh, five times now. It's mm-hmm. how I lost my baby weight, Some and of their it's products are great. the only nutritional stuff that I've. Um, that I've been able to do while being pregnant as well. They're vegan certified and they're incredible company um, on top of all of it. And they're worldwide. So that's awesome. Um, I love their stuff. I mean, gosh, there's, I find whatever, whatever works for you. I mean, I even love um, Gary V. Do you guys Mm -hmm. know who he is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a, he's about him recently. So he's an, he like, he's like um, inspirational entrepreneur, but he's, He's got his own podcast. I don't know what it's called, but Gary V, if you find him on Instagram, he's also, I mean, he's just like brilliant at it. <laughs> I think someone I know was talking about his Instagram. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, he, he basically is just a no nonsense, uh, way of telling it. Like it's, That's it's great. the non fluffy way. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and it taps into like the New Yorker and me. I'm like, yes, 
just tell me how it is. Like it's it's sort it's sort of what I love about yeah. therapy when they say like the hard stuff is like it's hard to hear, but you know you need to hear it yeah. and you yeah. know you need to work it. Like yeah. like that's how therapy works is if you're working it. Exactly. He really says like stop making excuses and just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And there are some people that that's what you have to hear. Mm-hmm. You can't be like fluffy. And then there's some people that need the fluff. So yeah. the fluff is good. And but he would be a non fluffy choice. <laughs> but yeah. And where can people find you either on the internet? What's your... So I am at Instagram at Meredith Braley on Facebook at Meredith Braley. I have MeredithBraley.com. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then I'm, I'm working at um, a place called Organic Escape in Hollywood on oh. Selma and Vine. So, so our local listeners should definitely go. Yeah. Yes. Book nice. an appointment. Book an appointment. Well, awesome. Thank you so, so much. much. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.